Oh my God. Last week, the way we started the podcast was atrocious. <laughs> I listened back to it and I'm thinking, did I sing a song about that? I'm really hoping nobody goes back to listen to episode 68 of Moon <laughs> P. Jug and Hobbs. I apologize. It was awful and I'll never do it again. However, today we're not going to have really anything much dirty on the show. Now, Hobbs uh, also knows about comedy because she uh, takes a stage name, Tiffany Norton. She appears at comedy uh, places all over the place. And so she knows funny. See if you think this is funny. So the farmer uh, sees an ad in the paper and he drives to a nearby farm, which happens to be in North Dakota. And he wants to buy a new milk cow. Hmm. And when he gets to the farm, he squeezes the first teat. No milk comes out, but the cow farts. And he's like, what? So he squeezed a different teat and the cow farts again, right? But there's a little milk. And, and so he offers the guy half price. You know, your, your cow's not fully functioning. I don't know what's going on with your cow, but I'll take it for half amount. Uh, pays the guy and he drives it home in the trailer. Well, his next door neighbor comes over and says, did you get a new uh, cow? Yeah, but it's kind of strange. Squeeze one of those teats. And so, and I'm going to isolate that line too. And I'm going to use that the rest of the podcast, squeeze one of those teats. Okay. So he squeezes the teat and the cow farts and that's unusual. So he squeezes a different teat, cow farts again. The guy that's doing the squeezing says, did you get this cow from North Dakota? He goes, yeah. How'd you know that? He goes, my wife's from North Dakota. Uh, okay. I thought it was going to turn serious. Like this cow had a, a lactose intolerance problem and that's, <laughs> that's why it was happening. Yeah. So North Dakota cows fart instead of give milk. I guess. I don't know. I haven't squeezed enough teats to know. Squeeze one of those teats. Uh, have you ever squeezed a teat? Sure. I, I have my two. mom's. Oh, your mom's. That's right. Yeah. My mama didn't like me at all when I was born. She uh, would nurse me, and I had to use a straw, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, which is I thought was pretty funny. Squeeze one of those teats. That is a visual. That, that is, so is a visual. So lots to talk about on the podcast today. We're not going to do any 69 jokes because this is episode 69 of Moon, P. Jug, and Hobbs. This show could be discontinued at any time. We've been thinking about stopping since episode like four. There's no money involved, so there's really nothing to cancel. And you know yeah. what's weird? People do listen to this thing. Mm -hmm, that is and, weird. And I'm thinking, okay, you got too much time on your hands. Do you listen to other podcasts besides this one? I do. Do you listen to this one? I do. I sometimes sometimes living it once is just enough. Well, and you got to have a good teat joke once in a while, too. Every once in a while, you just got to whip out a teat joke. Squeeze one of those teats. The funniest story I saw the entire week. Okay. There's a small town in Iowa and, you know, they did something a long time ago that I think a lot of people were a part of doing, and that's building a time capsule. Mm. So they would take things from the year and they would put them in a capsule and they'd bury them. And then everybody many years later can say, well, that's what that looked like, or that's how that functioned or whatever it was. Sure. Well, the good news is they did that and had many memories to share, but they forgot where they buried the damn thing and they can't find it. <laughs> and so they're just out digging up everything. 
Oh, no. The name of the town was Sheldon, Iowa. Was their 150th anniversary in that town? Well, you know what? Probably they put the direct. I mean, if it's 150 years old, right? They probably knocked down the buildings or the markers that indicated where it was, like rune stones all pointed towards this time capsule. But someone put a parking lot in it 40 years ago, and now we don't know where the goddamn time capsule is. Wow. Think about what was 150 years ago. Who was the president back then? Or was they one? Yeah, they, we had presidents back then. 150 years? 150? I don't know. That's Lincoln-ish, I think. Damn. Somewhere in there. I wouldn't want to be president at all. No. Although, I'll tell you what, I could do a lot of things better than what's currently going on. What would you do first? Flat tax. All right. And and then I'd take the money that was, you know, gained from that, and I'd invest it all in policing. Holy crap. How many police are we going to have? I want it to look like the old Soviet Union where they got tanks and stuff driving down the street. So if you're a punk with a, you know, AR-15. broken more laws than anybody I know. And now you're going to be a law and order president. Like the NRA is going to sponsor your run. Come on, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm getting a crotch shot of you right now. Holy shit. The camera just go? What? Oh my God, we're going down. <laughs> Why am I that? We should show what what this looks like. No. You know what I've been looking at on the internet? Hmm. Modular homes or manufactured homes, like what used to be called a mobile home. Mm-hmm. Now they're prefabricated, and some of these are so nice and they're affordable. The HOAs are really high, like a thousand a month. But guess what? You know, you pull in there, you put some siding on. The next thing you know, you got an attached garage, and you can do it for like under two fifty. And also, the shipping container homes are a huge trend. I will say this: bear in mind, as your friendly neighborhood loan officer, some of those more interesting types of properties you have to check on your financing if you're going to finance those like the shipping container homes. I don't know how some lenders treat those, but mobile homes and modular homes, usually financing is not a problem depending as long as it's on a foundation and stuff like that. Don't start to steal from your employer. I stole all kinds of stuff in radio over the years. What'd you steal? Oh God, you name it. I used to steal albums. I remember. I would steal albums when they still had them, and I'd trade them for beer. You scalp the albums, dude. (laughs) For beer, right? So I'd grab a big stack of albums. How many how many beers can you get for a little river band album? Like what's the (laughs) what's the street value on like Fleetwood Mac? Like how much are you talking? Or like are they like, no man, it can't be easy listening. There was a lot of strange things that happened at that radio station. I thought it would be hilarious when you play the emergency alert uh sound mm-hmm. that is so terribly annoying yep we've all heard it okay i thought it would be funny is when that signal was going off if i put over the top of it the sound of a dog howling it's insane but there was an fcc officer listening uh, and drove to the radio station yep to try and find mr funny guy mm-hmm right? Because you can't screw with the emergency system. Well, when they got there and they went into the control room and showed their identification, this is absolutely the truth. I had the window of the studio open 
next to the neighbor's dog kennel. And they're like, that was a sound effect. I go, no, no, no. It was that black lab right over there. <laughs> why was and the black like, lab mic'd? We're not sure, but. <laughs> <laughs> and why was his pot up while the signal was going? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> You're such a good liar. Thank God there was a dog, right? Thank God it wasn't just a cat. Being investigated by the FCC, <laughs> it's happened a couple of times. Sure. I've been in the offices of many uh, executive and their law teams, right? The biggest problem I think we ever had was an April Fool's Day trick where I said I uh, had heard that because of El Nino, that the weather in Texas was going to dramatically change overnight into a snowstorm. Oh, and they don't have those. No. Right. And so I have all these buddies of mine at different radio stations. I said, let's go live to Amarillo uh, and see how's the weather there. Oh my God. Schools are closed. Nobody <sighs> can travel. The streets are blocked. Nobody can get to the grocery store. Oh. It's just a massive blizzard. And then I go to Dallas and Austin and San Antonio and I had all these idiot friends of mine playing the part of people that were getting snowed in. Well, <laughs> as this thing approached and I said Houston was next, surgeries were canceled. Oh, Schools closed. Companies brought their shrimp boats in off the, the Gulf of Mexico because they didn't want to get caught in a bad storm. So that's what we did. And it was all fun and games. And we did fool a lot of people, including the one old woman. She was going to get her hanging plants and move them inside because of the weather. Hmm. And she fell and broke her back. Okay. So they're saying she wouldn't have been doing that had you not had the bit. You know what it's time for? Two questions with Putin. Working, you know, during COVID. And we just had a big team meeting from my organization. And they discussed a lot about culture. And one of the questions they asked was, we're supposed to think of three words to describe the culture of our company. And that's what I want to ask Mr. Putin. What three words would you use to describe the culture of your organization? Yeah, what's that brand all about? I think whoever came up with the word brand yeah. was brilliant because you know now it's all about your brand. Brands were things you did to cattle. Yep. And now there are things you do to yourself on Instagram. And I'm thinking about the brand of this podcast. What would it be about? I would say we are whimsical. Squeeze one of those teats. Nonsensical. Squeeze one of those teats. And we're both ADHD sufferers. Yeah. Oh, we, we do scatter around, don't we? Question number two with Putin. Do you ever pay it forward? Like, a, like in the coffee line where you get the guy in front of you. Do you ever pay it forward? Squeeze one of those teats. My voice is kind of froggy. I think I need a vape head. That looks like a really fun kazoo. Jesus, what setting do you have that thing on? <laughs> we have technology. You literally don't have to send smoke signals now. Oh my God. <laughs> Just, we need help. Squeeze one of those teats. <laughs> <laughs> I'd offer you some of my tasty beverage. Oh, I should tell you while you're collecting yourself. You see this beverage that I'm drinking? Booze? No, <laughs> it's not. What is it? Yeah, zero alcohol and zero carbs. And it's Lagunta IHOPS Hoppy Refresher. And it's kind of like non-alcoholic. 
but it's a little bit like a limerita and a little bit like a beer. So instead of having like a beer, I'm having this and it, it, it vaguely tastes like a beer. It has a little bit of hops in it, but not really. And I wasn't a big beer drinker anyway. So, but I like it. I used to love to drink beer. Oh God. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to the old Chicago restaurant and they have like 120 beers. If you drink them all, yep. you get to be on a, a plaque on the wall called the <laughs> hall of foam. And if you go to 120th and Wadsworth in Denver, Colorado, you'll see my name on that thing twice. Yeah. There's a buddy of mine and I've got to remember, I know it's more than you, my friend, Jason from college. I want to say he's at like six or seven. Squeeze one of those teats. Wow. Yeah. But there's a reason behind that for the last 15 or so years, he's got a group of buddies that every Wednesday they meet at old Chicago. He makes sure that he's always sampling a different one so he can keep his record going. But I was I, I was like, yeah, a buddy of mine's done it twice. And he's like, ha. One of the beers I located there was called Berliner Weiss, a German beer, mm-hmm. kind of a Pilsner, uh, kind of a you know, lighter kind of a beer. Nice. But they would take a shot of cranberry and put it in there. Absolutely phenomenal. Really? I could sit there and then there's another a Japanese beer called Sapporo. I shouldn't talk about it. I'm going to relapse. No, the let's next... not re. Let's not relapse. Let's. Not I don't relapse. want to relapse. I'm drinking no. Lipton's green tea. I don't know if you remember in an earlier podcast, I actually did a an endorsement, and I could do another one because nobody's getting paid. You ready? Yeah. On a hot August day in Minnesota, there's nothing that I like more than an ice cold Lipton green tea. This is the one with sugar in it. You're going to get a buzz. As a matter of fact, you can drink these faster than you can drink water. And I believe you actually urinate more. So there's multiple benefits from this tea. Lipton's green tea. Urologist approved. Are you ready for my two questions? You know it. What is your favorite food at the Minnesota State Fair? Ah. I had a gizmo that my wife picked up at the fair for me. She told me she was going to do it. Took the bus, five bucks both ways, Lakeville to the State Fair. That's a cruise. Nice. It's a direct, nonstop, fill it up and off you go for five bucks kind of a deal. Drop you right at the gate. They walk like six miles. She ended up getting me a gizmo from Machinery Hill. I've talked about him before on the podcast, but she, you know, didn't leave right away after buying the sandwich oh she didn't meet she didn't just go there and buy the sandwich and then like wrap it up in some kind of a delivery system like a (laughs) devani's delivery guy and just rush back home god it was strange because you know she didn't buy it right before she left and the next thing you know she's going to watch twin cities live as they're broadcasting live she's a fan of the show me too and sitting there and she watches this while my sandwich is in her purse, right? Was Were you she... watching the TV, watching your sandwich? <laughs> it's like, no. here's my sandwich. <laughs> God damn it, woman. Oh, my God. That's really funny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just leave uh, yeah. it of it. Like, oh, man, so close, but yet so far. So she got the sandwich home. She put it in the oven, toasted it up. Oh, my God. I think she said they're 13 bucks this year. Wow. I don't know if that's true or not, but man, it's an amazing sandwich. But for that, well, they had to raise the prices. You're not eating like six of them a day. Like no. you were when you were at the fair, they're like, Jesus, 
where did our sales go the last couple of <laughs> years? They have just plummeted. I know because I was getting them all the yeah, time. You were getting them all the, time. all the time. You were sending Grant, our assistant producer, all the time for gizmos. Uh, it's too far. It got a weird kind of an awful location. People still find them. Question number two for Putin. How much would you want to get paid to mud wrestle Donald Trump? I don't think he needs money. I think they've already done it. I think they've already mud wrestled. I think they've already like leg wrestled in like a sauna. I feel like they would steam bath together. I feel like that's happened. Squeeze one of those teats. You know, because then you know the other guy's not wearing any wires. And then you know you can really just be intimate and you know, you know, feel each other's journey. I am just really going to a dark place right now. <laughs> Jesus, you should never visualize. But if he just strokes strokes Trump's hair. Oh, God. And like tucks it behind his ear and is like, <laughs> I love you, baby. Uh, <laughs> God. This show has taken a horrible turn. Is that all of it? Do we wrap it up? That was two questions, yeah. Okay, Three. good. Yep. I have two questions with Putin. The woman yells, give it to me, give it to me. I'm all wet. Give it to me right now. And the guy says, it's my umbrella. So a woman walks out of her shower Mm. and she winks at her boyfriend and says, honey, I shaved myself down there. You know what that means? He said, yeah, the drain's clogged. Did you hear about the constipated accountant? No. He couldn't budget, so he had to work it out with a pencil and paper. I have some dirty jokes, but they're bad. I can't tell them because they're like mean. What do you think about people going and watching your stand up on YouTube? I'm basically working on kind of a new hour that I'm hoping I'm going to get to start doing soon on stage. I'm still kind of working it out. Um, I just got really sick of a lot of my, I was sick of a lot of my material before COVID and then COVID burned a lot of it. And then a lot of things just happened in my personal life. So older stuff just doesn't really apply anymore. And so I'm kind of trying to rework that stuff, but yeah, I, what do I think about people watching me on YouTube? I, I think it's great. I'd rather have them see me live. I don't think it's ever the same, uh, on video and mostly because I don't have good cameras. And so it's, if you come to the thing, you actually get to experience it and we might actually get to have a conversation, but it's strange when someone's seen your act though. And I have had that happen where someone was a really big fan of my act. They were sitting at the front of the stage and they kept saying what my punchline was going to be to their friends in the front row before I'd say the punchline. And I'm like, and I can hear them. The rest of the audience really can't hear him. It's not screwing them up, but it's completely screwing me up. And she's super sweet about it, but she's super loud. She's like, oh, oh, I know this one. I know this one. This is where she's going to say, fuck it. This is where she's going to say, team, fuck it. I know this one. I'm like, oh my God, lady, quit. Please stop. Please stop blowing my punchlines. Jeez. Also, this was a, what you call a one-nighter. This wasn't in a comedy club. This is a place that's like a bar restaurant that has a comedy show every once in a while. So they don't really know how to talk or act. There's, there's not really management or bouncers going around explaining to people like you can't talk back and you want to be quiet and that kind of stuff. So it was really screwing up my timing and I, but it made me tougher because you can't listen to them. Sometimes you just have to barrel through and then walk to the other side of the stage. The problem with this room was I was performing on a stage. that was about four mill cartons wide. And so I couldn't really get away from her. I got heckled at an MS event. 
I was like the master of ceremonies for a show they put together. And, yeah. you know, kind of an MC, if you will, introducing acts and this and that. There was 5,000 people there. And I didn't say anything right away, but it, it just, he kept going. Ugh. And it was messing with me really bad. So finally, I just stopped. And I said, hey, you know, son, we're going to get back to the show in just a minute. There's 5,000 people. I'm on the mic. I said, uh, there's a guy in the front row that's heckling me. You know, while I'm trying to do stuff up here, so if it seems like I'm distracted, I am. Mm -hmm. How many people think that that man is an asshole, right? And the whole place goes, yay, right? And so I start ripping on this guy on the mic. It was was terribly misguided. Yeah. But it totally worked. So anyway, he came up afterwards and apologized. I'm like, dude, you were relentless. You didn't stop. If somebody asked you to stop, just stop. So anyway, I have a doctor's appointment the next day in Golden Valley at a neurology place. And I go there. Guess who's in the waiting room? It's him. No. Same guy. Oh, my God. We end up chatting. The next thing you know, we're at the Twins game, drinking some beers and watching some baseball. Paul O'Brien, God bless you. You've been watching anything good lately? Oh, God, I'm always watching something. Uh, One thing I was watching today that I was catching back up on because I'd missed a few episodes is my show, What We Do in the Shadows. I know you don't watch it, but still, I love it. It's very, very funny. There's a big development with one of the main characters, Guillermo, that I think is really cute. What else have I been watching? Of course, oh, duh. I'm very excited for House of Dragons. I understand why some people are kind of shitting on it, you know, fine, fine, whatever. It's not exactly what you wanted, but they're basically making this up. They're, they've written this prequel. So everybody's like, well, well, I want it to be like Game of Thrones, but not. And it's like, no, it's a different, it's it's the same world, but it's a different story and it's going to be different people and it's not going to be the same. And But uh, yeah, the, the kind of the lead bad guy though, the uncle, oof, he is not my type, but boy, he's, he's hot. He's a good looking man. Not he's not the best looking, but he's like there's something hot about. It. I think it's because he's like a you know like he's evil. <laughs> you like the bad boys, that's right. I know. I just shouldn't date them. I just don't date them anymore. You can like them from afar, girls and boys. Uh, for me, I've been watching a couple of two or three different things. Yeah, yeah. It was recommended to me to watch Crosswalk Concerts with James Corden. It's really a funny bit. So he invites a musical guest like BTS or whoever. He wants them to perform on his show. But when they get there, they then tell the band, well, you're not playing inside on the stage tonight. We're going to do something that's never been tried before. And then he will wait until the stoplight on a very busy L.A. street turns red. And then they run out. They set up the band and they try to play as much of a song as they can before the light goes green, when people are honking at them. It's really, it's <laughs> really funny. Kind of funny. I think it, that that bit would lose its luster quick, but that's actually kind of funny. <laughs> it is. And the bands are different, but I'll tell you who makes it all work is James Corden. He's talented for whatever reason. He drives me nuts, but yeah. I, but I get why people like him. I understand it. He's a bit sing-songy for me, but it's but that's just because I'm an old cynic. He's he's lovely. He, that's, he he falls in the category of Jimmy Fallon for me. They're just too, they're just too damn upbeat. Oh yeah, I like Stephen Colbert. I think he's really funny. He's far yep. left, but yeah. man, he's I think he's clever. And some of the bits he does are just so dumb. You just gotta love him. 
Here's one of the things Colbert's been doing the last couple of weeks. I love this. Since uh, John Baptiste, his main guy in his band for the show, won all these Grammy Awards and stuff, and off he goes. He's going to do his own thing now because he doesn't have time for Stephen Colbert. And Colbert wished him well. It wasn't like an ugly party. They're moving another guy up. And to kind of get people uh, transitioning with the band, they brought in famous musicians to just sit in and play. So they had Joe Walsh on for a week. Mm-hmm. Then they went to James Taylor. They had James Taylor on for a week. So these are people that you've heard of. And, you know, a lot of his sight gags on his shows are pretty good. Uh, another show we wrapped up, Only Murders in the Building. I've seen the finale. I'm not going to give it away. I will say this. It was good. I liked it, and I can't wait for the next season. Okay, you're uh, still excited about it, because I haven't dived in on season one yet. I've had some other things cooking. America's Got Talent. Wow. There's been some crazy good stuff. Does America got it? Does America got talent? Well, we do, but we have so many people from overseas also trying to win. They're bringing oh, see, now that should be an automatic disqualification. Nope. I feel the same about American Idol. We can't have Canadians win an American Idol. Yeah. You know what? Those Canadians, they look just like us. They're yep. always trying to take... I, the, <laughs> that's not my joke. That was from a John Can. That's from a John Candy movie where they're like, you've got to watch out for those Canadians. They look just like us. <laughs> uh, haven't went back to imposters yet. That's intriguing. The one I'm hearing a lot of buzz about is this one. It's called The Patient. It just came out and it's Steve Carell yeah. who plays the part of a psychotherapist. Mm-hmm. And one of his patients is a serial killer. And then there's a twist. Oh. We'll leave it at that. Okay. And I'm I'm totally on that one. Can't wait to, you know, wrap it up. And you know, I just watch a lot of TV lately. The summer's slipping away. I hate to see that. I mean, September is here. Yeah. And for me, September is actually about my favorite month out of the whole year. Two of my kids were born in uh, September, one in October. But, uh, yeah, it's birthday time, back to school time. You know, it's going to be fun. The leaves are going to change. And then all hell breaks loose and I become depressed. You wouldn't believe I sit in this place. I look outside and I'm thinking, why, why am I here? And then I look at the amount of months I've been through winter in Minnesota and you've been longer than me, Mm -hmm. but think about this and visualize this. Okay. In Minnesota, five months of winter is not unheard of at all. I mean, to me, anytime the daytime highs are in the fifties or below, I mean, when water starts to change into ice, that means there's now structural changes going on with the earth, right? Because of the cold weather. Uh, November can be nice. You'll get some good ones. But then, boom, you can also get nailed. For sure, December sucks. January, February, March all suck. April, starting to see a little bit of hope. March, you can get a 50 every once in a while. I used to ride my motorcycle to work on my birthday on March 17th every year that i could i'd even ride in the snow which was stupid on my part i was one of those biker dudes that never would ever stop riding for any reason i've never been depressed by someone telling me the weather before but i i am now fantasy football here we go very excited both my drafts have already occurred our league has some strange team names i'm the serial killers all right spelled with a c Mm. 
There's Rush to Victory. Let's go, Brandon. Radosevich. That's a guy's name. Team S and J. That's my ex-wife. Come and get some, brah. That's my friend, little David. Razor Fast. Another one of my friends. Lone Star Lights. Quadscape. And Redacted. Redacted. That's funny. Redacted. That's pretty good. Yeah. And then I saw one the other day that was just terrible. Too Husky for Sandusky. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> Some of these names are just awful. <laughs> I love that. I love that one. Oh, ooh, I'm looking at my team. Kyler Murray's my quarterback. Okay. I have Adam Thielen from the Vikings and Dalvin Cook. Both really good players. I got your Random. boyfriend, Aaron Rodgers. He's not my boyfriend. My got, boyfriend's way cooler than Aaron Rodgers. I got Amir Abdullah. Yeah. In the great state of Nebraska. Ooh, he's tiny, but he's powerful. I got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. I'm so excited to see Tom Brady. I can't stand it. <laughs> right? I have such a man crush on him. Yes, you do. Jesus. You know, he is the greatest of all time. If there's eight seconds left on the clock, and when he was playing with the Patriots, they were on the one-yard line with no timeouts. It was almost sure that he's going to win. I remember. And yeah. how does he do that all those years in a row? I mean, he is the GOAT. And so when he comes back this year, I hope to God he doesn't get hurt. I know why he hasn't been hurt is because his pass release is so fast. He'll check like five receivers in two seconds. The ball's gone. He has to. It's just like when Peyton Manning was playing. As these athletes age, they realize they have to have a quick release time. This is the most boneheaded move a coach could ever make. Okay, if you're a football fan, fine. If not, hey, it's going to be about 30 seconds of this. Check this out. Nebraska scores nine minutes left in the third quarter. Mm-hmm. What would be totally unexpected? What? An onside kick in the third quarter. How much were they down by? They were ahead by 11. They were ahead by 11, and they decided to onside kick <laughs> yes. in the third quarter. Yep. And guess what, what happened? What the hell? The other team scored and then scored again, and they lost by three. I would be checking to make sure that someone wasn't covering a spread, speaking of betting, because that's that's really questionable. Like, I don't know how you defend a choice like that as a coach. It, it was just terrible. And so then I go, and I always watch the – uh, press conference of our coach every sure. week right after the game. That was cherry. Oh, it was sweet. <laughs> this guy, you, you want to talk about on the hot seat. Okay, listen <laughs> to this. When he uh, was uh, coaching at his last school, University of Central Florida, mm. he his last year, he was 13-0. and 0. He had 13 wins in one year. He's been at Nebraska over four years now, and he has 15. Okay, it's not going well. It's the weather. You know what? Giving back south. Sometimes people can't handle playing more northern or living in a more northern area. I'm telling you. You can never take a a southerner and make them a Yankee. You kind of can't in a lot of ways. They're not used to it. I mean, you go to Nebraska. He was used to sunshine and girls, beautiful girls walking around in bikini with, with good shave lines. And then he's in Nebraska. I haven't been back to Nebraska in a long time. I haven't been to Nebraska. I don't. I think I've barely been in there. I No, I've been to Omaha. Yeah, I've been to Omaha. Omaha is nice. I lived there for two years. That was a weird airport, though, because it says, welcome to the big O. And I was like, huh? 
an orgasm or <laughs> you know like that was or the big o i'm like uh oh. i didn't feel anything yeah if you have an o coming into uh, nebraska that's a fake o right <laughs> <laughs> well when they started putting on the gloves i was like all right and okay. then nothing that'll do it for episode 69 moon pee jug and hobbs <laughs>